This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Todd Berry Podcast with Dove Davidoff as my guest. We had a good talk. He's got a lot to say. I didn't have to do a lot of work. I'm not saying he talked too much. I'm just saying he's gives big, full answers and big, full thoughts on things. That's what I'm saying. Check me out November 7th at the Boston Comedy Festival, November 14th in Portland at Mississippi Studios, Tacoma Comedy Club on the 15th of November, the Oriental Theater in Denver on December 19th, and Oklahoma City at the ACM Performance Lab January 22nd. Come see me. Follow me on Twitter. Go to Feral Audio. They bring you this podcast. And here's my talk with Dove Davidoff. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. We were talking about the fact that um, you thought that I was going to cancel because yeah. I had called you. Yeah, you called me. Uh, when in, in, in fact, I had called to inquire as to whether or not you'd like a latte or a, or a cappuccino or nice. a coffee. What did you get for yourself there? Uh, I drink black coffee. I don't like to get used to the other stuff. Too much milk. I like a regular coffee. You like a regular coffee? I'm a heterosexual, so I drink coffee. I know. I drink. I, uh, I had a I had a cold brew today. Yeah, yeah. No, we talked about that earlier when yeah. I came in. I, I hit you with that fact. Right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. it put me on my heels. I'll tell you that. Like, yes, we had a cold. <laughs> we had a cold yeah, brew. The cold. You were telling me not into the cold brew. Uh, I feel like we need to take the moments where we can in life, and caffeine is kind of something that I don't like to. Abuse, though I do sometimes. Yeah. Now I'm going to sip it. I prefer it warm. I, um, but you know, I think the cold brew actually has a the higher it has more more caffeine. caffeine. Yeah, yeah. It's even uh, more of a reason for me not to drink it. I think it's a more luxurious experience to drink a warm uh, a beverage. What a, what am I an animal, Todd? I sip at lakes like a deer. I drink yeah. a warm coffee like a gentleman. You are you you're the nicest. You're, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're not using that cool coaster that's sitting there though. Oh, yeah. No, I should have done that. No, I should I have done that. No, 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 I want to protect this table. I don't Clearly. want you to leave a, a coffee stand on my, <laughs> yeah. on my $32 yeah. um, slash desk. Yeah, I'm, uh, it's, uh, it's about time we did this, Todd. I know, man. Um, yeah. I was watching some film of you. Not film of you. Videos of you. I don't know why you would want to do that. Um, I don't like a lot of the video. Yeah, no, I know, I know. It's funny, you know, how long you can know somebody and not. Uh, I don't like a lot of what's on. And I feel like what I'm uh, doing now is uh, kind of different. And I feel, I feel like, I feel like I had, I've learned something over the last what have you few learned? years. Over the last few years. I think most of that tape was, you know, is uh, stuff that I'm not ashamed of necessarily, but not totally proud of either. Um, what have I learned? I've learned um, that you can't try to hit the back of the room um, and still be 
uh, nuanced and personal and good. You can try to hit the back of the room, but you can't do it at the cost of doing things that so are you're good and about honest. Like energy for energy's sake. You're not talking about that. I and I also did. content. No, I, I am. I am talking about certainly energy for energy's sake. Talking about not doing energy for energy's sake. Yeah. What I mean. Precisely. Yeah. I'm talking about, you're talking about doing what I do. Exactly what I do. What do you mean? I'm joking. Oh, 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 oh and you know, your style. Yeah, yeah. In the, Oh, right. The, uh, the act of not yeah. attempting immediately to hit the back of the room right. with everything. Yeah. No, I, I mean just coming by way of whatever it is. Honestly, there are plenty wonderful, you know, things that are true and comedically uh, rich that can be said loudly. Yeah, I definitely. think. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like uh, I had some psychological work to do on myself, you know? I think that hit in the back of the room shit, I think it happened early enough, easily enough, where um, I started talking to people that I wouldn't talk to in, 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 in life as much, like people that I don't necessarily identify with, and it uh. comes off as less thoughtful and less um, personal and honest than I usually am, I think. So you say, I'm a vulnerable guy. I know Todd. you are. I got you right where I want you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get ready to, get ready to cry no, no, that. Yeah, exactly. This is going to be like one of Marin's crying takes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Did you? Uh, and when I did Marin, I listened to a piece of it. He didn't let me fucking talk enough. Really? Oh, I, yeah. I'm the. I'm quite the opposite. It wasn't talk enough. It was that each each thing that we said. This was early on in yeah. his development as an interviewer. Um, but the, each thing sort of he took. It, it he sort of uh, it became an opportunity for him to expound on his experience of whatever it was that we were talking about, right. as opposed to an experience of a more um, you know reciprocal back and forth. Well, hopefully he's not listening. As you, I don't give a fuck if he's listening. You're trashing him big time. <laughs> no, no, I'm not trashing him at all. I love like what he minor, does. It's a minor commentary you're making. I love what he does. It's not minor or major. Minor. It's just, my experience of it. And I'm since we're doing a podcast, I feel like it's text contextually appropriate. Yeah, I'm trying not to knock avoid Mark. I like a Mark. Feud, a public feud. <laughs> public feud. I'm, I'm being There's no feud. I'm Mark's got a bully what pulpit. What am I going to do? I'm softening it. The um, so how do you, what do you mean to change the way you talk to people? Like you're talking about, you, you, you know, I was sitting with marks? somebody. I was talking about. I was talking talking about sort of art in general, uh-huh. and um, how. How good stuff, like, I know you're an indie film guy. Yeah, on some level. I mean, that you're interested in yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- those kinds of stories, and so am I. Um, I feel like people's presumption of me has been not very accurate. What are uh, they? Oh, let's hear about this. Well, you can tell me what the presumption is, but I, I feel like, um, mean, I feel like dumb. I can come off, <laughs> exactly, yeah, mean, dumb, mean, dumb angry. Angry. Um, uh, no, I feel like there is, I feel like I have a quality to me. There's sometimes a kind of a chip on the shoulder or some shit to, to going on that can prevent me from communicating uh, more effectively with certain types of people. Um, do you think it's like you get into like a stage mode? No. Okay. I think, uh, I, there can be sort of defensive qual, you know. Uh, qualities or components of the behavior uh, because of a lot of shit, you know, where I grew up, how I grew up, the people that I'm around. Um, and so it can, you know, it, 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 communication can be a, a challenging. I know. Right. Are you generally comfortable? Like if you were invited over to, let's say. I've, I led a life that was very, I mean, from the time I was, a kid, it was a very strange environment I come from. Yeah. 
I mean, really, legitimately strange. I don't mean strange like, hey, mom was wacky and my uncle drank too much. Right. I mean, mathematically, I'm, there's no value judgment on sort of a, a, an entirely sort of unique environment. It was it was very strange. The, 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 and um, and that, and so I think subsequently it became very challenging to communicate with people uh, in a, you know, in a full way uh, because of that. What situations make you the most uncomfortable? Broads, Todd. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I think calling them broads must be part of the <laughs> No, of course. That's why I did it. I know. It was, you're making um, an ironic joke. I yeah, guess. yeah. The, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Oh, uncomfortable? Um, any box. Any box makes me uncomfortable. Any, any box? Yeah, you know, camps. You know, the fucking street guy, the alt guy, the that guy. Yeah. I don't, there's, there are no box that I feel like I experience as, uh, I'm okay. Whereas I feel like there, and so that, um, not that people love boxes, but there are certainly people that are more readily contained by certain descriptions than others. Um, and so I get uncomfortable around teams. I don't like fucking groups. Yeah. You're a lone wolf. Well. Do you spend a lot of time alone? I do. Yeah, huh? I think I saw. I think I walked by you once when you were sitting outside at a cafe. Yeah, no reason. No, there's no sense like, us oh ruining both of our individual lonelinesses. <laughs> oh, I didn't sit down with you. Don't worry. No, precisely. That's what I'm saying. I probably, I probably walked. You should have. I probably said stare straight ahead. Exactly. Don't stare even say straight hi. Don't even say hi. Don't ignore I'm me. sure don't I said hi. Uh, you did not say hi to me. Um, this was like I think one time we nodded at one another about a decade ago. I think, um, yeah, I think I probably said hi to you. There's no way you remember me walking by you at a cafe. Yes. This is like 1997, man. Right, right. But in the street, I've seen you. Yeah. And we've nodded. Yeah. Same shit. And now you're in my apartment, man. Yeah, no, no. And things, are really, things, uh, up. <laughs> things are really progressing out of way. Like, it's never too late to end it's never too late. vicious feud. You <laughs> yeah, that's right. We've had, 20 a, years. we've had a real blood feud. So you moved back to uh, New York. Well, I've always wanted to. My plan was always to, to be back. I never liked... Um, Los Angeles. Because I thought you were going down the heavy acting path. Well, in a bit, I was. Like, when I got that I got that movie, you know, with Wahlberg, and I went out there and I had a series, and it made sense. Like, the opportunity cost of not being in the room from time to time, I, you know, with the perception of it was that it was high. But, you, I mean, you have to weigh... What I mean is, like, you want to be in the room if you're doing that shit. Yeah, yeah, if you're, you know, if, like... Um, so you did not love what? Uh, I'm not an LA guy, man. Never have been. I found it really depressing. It's and 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 when things were good, I found it depressing. Yeah, you, you know that whole sort of that 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 uh that it's almost like a stereotypical kind of um assumption about people's perspective. It's like, well, when you're working, it's great. No, <laughs> that's not true. That just kills the uh, time. Yeah, sure. If I, if you're working enough that you only experience your environment, you know, for four hours a day at any point in time, anywhere, yeah. you can find a decent restaurant or two most places. But no, as an environment, I've never been a fan of uh, Los Angeles outside of short periods of time. I don't want to live around people who leave five feet of distance between the register at Starbucks and the next person online. And then when I get a little jumpy, they take it personally. Do they do that there? They're so fucking sensitive. What's the... Like, it's just like when you beep your horn. Uh-huh. Uh, here, uh, in New York, or most places on the East Coast, when you beep your horn, it means just go. You're, you're at a fucking red light, taking three beats too long, move. I mean, when it turns green. Uh, in L.A., uh, my experience of people has been that they take it personally often. 
Because they're fucking sensitive. I got to say, I was in a car with you once. We drove somewhere. Oh, right. And you, yeah, I can get on the heat. I, you, I heat it up in a I car. Was, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I let people get out. I was Really? Yeah. I was... Yeah. I was uh, yeah, I, just I didn't speed. get out, but I was like, no, no, I'm sure I wasn't driving that crazy with you in it. You should drive with me when it was you very know. Uh, like you would tailgate. You get be a little right. jarring. Yeah. Do you um, still drive like that. I can be a little aggressive, I think, in general. Uh, and I've been learning to uh, I want to behave with more uh, grace in the face of adversity, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> so like the adversity would be the car in front of you. Precisely. And grace would be not tailing. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Yeah, that was. A, I remember that. I was like, "Oh wow, this is." Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Tough guy stuff. Well, you know, I mean, that is part of my experience of the world, and so uh, that's been another thing in reconciling with comedy. You know. Um. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. So you're gonna go the one man show round? No. I figure. Uh, no, I mean, I don't know. I've never been a fan of one man shows. But I mean, one man show could just be like going to Edinburgh and. And do understand it. Sure, yeah, no, I mean, if... um, You should do that. <laughs> you ever work overseas? Yeah, I did a Showtime special from Amsterdam, and I've done Amsterdam, and I've done that, you know, that gig in Amsterdam a couple of times for that Dutch TV shit, but um, also Australia. Um, but no, not not Edinburgh. Um, yeah, I don't know. I know it's a little fucking warm in here. It is warm in here. Yeah. I don't know what to do because I can't really turn on a fan. Cause Can I you open a fucking window? We're not even near a window. Well, we don't have to be that near a window to experience. I never open windows. You open windows in New York? Mm. I just feel like that's an invitation to. Invitation for what, dust? Not like, not like flying mice, but like. No, dust is the least of my worries. Oh, uh, it's an invitation for flying mice? For vermin uh, like roaches and. You're on the sixth floor, flies. Todd. I think the likelihood that any vermin. Is, who scampers up here is very low. I've been telling people I live in a penthouse. Now you're telling people I live on the sixth floor. Well, the sixth floor can be a penthouse if it's a sixth floor building. I, I don't really tell people. <laughs> I know. The um, yeah, life. Yeah, I was going to say on your TV sets that I watched. Oh God. Well, this is a compliment. Ugh. Is that you? Uh, you play it very loose, like you. I'm loose, yeah. Which yeah. is good because I think, sometimes is, I think yeah. TV sets tighten you up. They absolutely do. Yeah, and no, you were, I like, play talking pretty to loose. Kevin Eubanks on the when you're on Leno. Totally, yeah. I feel like there's there's always stories about comics who and do the shit fucking like that. last Leno, the one the one that I did that I liked. Yeah. Then three of them, the one that I liked, I can't find online, and so I think the one that comes up online from the Leno set is like the first one, which I which I did not like. I mean, yeah. It was okay. It was okay. The one where you wearing a leather jacket. I got. I was watching this on your site. So. Yeah, I don't know. The, uh, you know, the, it's not. I'm not. I'm not happy about them. And I think there's too much on them. Too much noise in the performance. Too much, uh, other shit going on. You know that it's it's. A, I don't know. A kind of immaturity, I guess. That uh, that you got to grow out of if you want to if you want to keep learning. You know. But nonetheless, the people enjoyed it, Todd. Yeah, you did. And your Kimmel set was really good. That's not always an easy show for stand-ups. It's not easy at all. That was years ago, and it was sloppy. I'm and basing it on I, my own experience not doing very well on that show. No, a lot of people did, didn't, uh, didn't, don't do well on, on Kimmel at all. You really got to grab them. Yeah. It's like it's like trying to do stand-up in the middle of what was a concert, and then somebody's like, hey, the band's going to take a break. Hop on. <laughs> right. Um. No, my stuff now is better. Uh, and more personal and more interesting. But, uh, yeah, so you saw some old fucking clips that are not really representative of 
what I'm doing. uh, It's time to go overseas, man. It's time to go overseas. Um, Yeah, possibly. Possibly it is. Edinburgh for a month. Uh, Has anyone ever tried to bring you over there? I've heard, yeah, I had a manager that mentioned it and thought something, but I was in the middle of auditioning for shit, you know? I was like, I, I, was like, I wasn't going to ready to go for 30 days, and I, I wasn't, all, I didn't really understand why I'd be going if I went. Yeah, that, that, you know? Because it's a way of doing money and doing uh, comedy in the rain and losing money. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is attractive, isn't it? <laughs> but I mean, I think it's a good place to like so- reinvent yeah. yourself and get reviewed and shit. And yeah, I think I think you're it right. Either, it can either make you re-energize you or make you want to kill yourself. Yeah, but I think I think things. I think that we should be experiencing things that either re-energize us or make us want to kill ourselves. Really. Yeah, I think that's what promotes evolution, right? Second law of thermodynamics, entropy, or it could be the third law. Entropy, meaning there's a breakdown unless acted against, right? So everything just breaks down on its own unless we're constantly pushing, uh, uh, again, political systems and, you know, um, art. I don't like this painting on the wall, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um and uh, yeah, no, I mean, somebody didn't do uh, tell someone, meaning that was left stasis. Like somebody just left it alone. Entropy wow. would have been, hey, you got to work on this. I'm not criticizing your tattoos. I think they're all perfect. No, they're not perfect. Uh, that's when I'll probably, you know, get some stuff filled in. Although they're interesting. Yeah, uh, it's a lot of, uh, a lot you, of it's you very text argue. heavy. It's text heavy. Yeah, it's shit I read. But, it's like uh, a Wikipedia page. No, it's not. But it's like it's kind of no in that there's a lot of words, but these are in different languages, so that's not like a Wikipedia page. How many? Uh, how many years is that just delicate lakes? Yeah, it's an accumulation. Yeah. So you know you're not like uh, I'm going to stop getting tattoos. No, what do I? You know, people are like, what are you you're protecting? a collector. Is that what they call it? A collector. It's important to commit to things you love, Todd. Uh, you know, we all live a life. You know, sort of running from intimacy. Uh, I have a relationship with this ink. No, I don't. I don't know. I was a rebellious dude, man. No, I'm not. I'm not. No, yeah, it's cool. I'm not judging, man. No, and I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't care if you. Well, no, I would argue. I would always argue my position. I never care if someone's saying, as long as they're open to hearing my response. Right. I could care less. I would actually encourage that usually. I'd like somebody to go, oh, well, this is the way I felt about it when I saw that. Because then the conversation suddenly has stakes. You know, you're like. You mean talking about when they. Somebody goes, yeah, I saw you with the fucking guy with tattoos. And you're like, oh, here's the tattoo guy. You know, it's like. It's, um... I always thought you were the tattoo guy who reads, you know, you're the sort of... The, I am. The Hemingway tough guy, but... In a way. Literate guy. Yeah, in, in, in a way. I mean, the people I'm close to are, are you know, I'm not close to a lot of guys in comedy except for Dan Natterman and someone like, you know, I love the friendship are authors. between you and Dan Natterman. Oh, That's, Dan and I are very close friends, uh, yeah. I mean, he's a good guy. You're a good guy, but you don't seem like you'd be hanging out together. And yet we, yeah, yet, yet we've been close friends for a long, long time. Do you talk like on the phone? Yeah, we meet up alone for for uh, lunch when we come off the road for wow. dinners. Yeah, Dan's probably my closest friend in comedy. Yeah, how did that happen? Oh, you said Brian Callen. I'm very good friends with too. Um, uh, how did that happen? I, I was uh, standing at the New York Comedy Club when I was sh- fucking early, like, trying to get stage time. Was it when it was in the East Forties? No, no. This was it was on. It was where it is now on yeah. what twenty second, twenty third. Yeah, and I was doing some shitty shit. Like I was just trying to get stage time and I ended up on some Puerto Rican show the dude that soup, the super 
of the building. Uh-huh. The New York Comedy Club. <laughs> I that house. Yeah, <laughs> no, the super, because that's all. Yeah. That's, yeah, the super of the building ran this Puerto Rican show that started at like 12.30, 1 a.m. Yeah. And it was basically in a hallway. It wasn't in the main room. And then, uh, but I, I had to go on as Dove Dominguez if I wanted stage time. Seriously? <laughs> I had to change my last name, yeah. And so that's... Uh, Were people going to... So it had to be your real noticeably... Yeah, kind of. I mean, no, I just I just did it to get the stage time, and then I wasn't going to tell the guy I had changed my name afterwards. So I I told him it was Dominguez instead of David. Arthur. What was the, was the name of it? What was the name of the night? Or was it? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, was it called? That's uh, my boxing coach. Was it Todd. Called, really? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. The oh, man's yeah, got to take calls once in a while. I know. Um. Yeah. No. No. But Dan was in the hallway of the New York Comedy Club, and he's always had that kind of. Uh, and one time the MC was on. <laughs> I, I think it was Dave LaBarca or something. I don't, I'm not. I don't want to disparage wow, Dave. I, I don't really. Dave yeah, I haven't. He was a nice bumped guy. Into Dave in a long, nice guy. But he was wearing this like bowling shirt, and he had those glasses, and he had this look on his face. And I had never met Dan. I'm standing waiting for stage time, and LaBarca walks by, and 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 that been look turns to me out of nowhere and goes, "Dave LaBarca doesn't exactly exude winner," <laughs> and then turned away. <laughs> um. And Dan yeah. Aaron doesn't exactly exude tact. <laughs> That's he right. Exude, he no, he doesn't exude, exude tact. tact at all. No. There was some comedian, I, I think I've said it to you, but that bumped into him on the Upper East Side. And then he goes, uh, Dan, you live up here? He goes, Dan goes, yes. And the guy goes, I didn't know you lived up here. And Dan goes, uh, apparently you were mistaken. Turned around and walked back into the train station. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like you made a mistake as yeah. the, the geography of what Yeah, I mean, these people probably don't understand the impression I'm doing, but it's a reasonably accurate impression of, well, of Dan's uh, you know, speech pattern. Dan or, has been on my show, so you can go back and cross-reference it. Okay, yeah, exactly. You can go back and cross-reference <laughs> that. Yeah, I can only imagine the walled-off conversation that took place between you and Dan. I've known Dan. I've always gone along with Dan. That's not what I'm talking about. It's hard enough for me, who knows him as well as anyone, to pull out certain personal kinds of experiences or, like, get him to talk about certain kinds of... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's sometimes... uh, I don't get too personal on this podcast. No, 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 no. I I know. You've got your own walls. But the... um, (laughs) Ooh, dig. That's not a dig at all. No, I do. I do have my own wall. Of course you do. It's not a dig. That's an observation. I'm trying to stir shit. A dig would be if it were associated with a lot of judgment, which it's not. You were like, oh, no, you got these walls, so I guess we can't talk about stuff. Right, exactly. No, no. You were just saying you have walls. I think- We all do, yes. Yeah, but your walls are are connected to why you're so unique and funny. I know. I mean, thank you. (laughs) I know. Should have had a wall between me saying what I said and then- Exactly. Should have had a wall between that. (laughs) Stop. Speaking of tactless- yeah, exactly. But the wall, um, but we have to be careful that the wall, you know, doesn't bleed into other areas of our lives and create obstacles to certain kinds of happiness, right? Now you go to therapy, right? You mentioned that earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. How often do you go? Uh, once a week. My mother's an analyst too. It wasn't when I was a kid. And then my brother became a psychologist. Really? Yeah. He's uh, like a, a count- like one-on-one counseling kind of? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's called one-on-one counseling. I, I mean, as opposed yeah. to working. Like- no, no, he's got an office in uh, in in Union Square. I was thrown out of high school, but my brother moved with my mother when I was a kid. It's funny the degree to which your environment influences you. I didn't you know? know you were thrown out of high school. Why would you have known that? Um, although 
I, although when you meet me, you're not like, there's no way this guy was thrown out. You do ice. radiate guy who got thrown out. Of high <laughs> <laughs> if I had it between the right. two of us, if you were going to between the, the two of us, yeah, guy who got thrown out of high school. Yeah, no, it was a dicey. You know, it was a, it was a dicey. Uh, Is your therapist a man or a woman? Uh, if you don't want to talk about this, we don't. No, I, but we, I'm, I don't have your walls. Okay. Uh, the um, well, gonna, my I'm therapist, or perhaps it. I do, and they're just in my own way. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like or their own my my own color. Yeah, you got different color walls than yeah. I do. Um, now the therapist is a um, is a man. I yeah. saw a broad one time. <laughs> Not my thing, huh? Uh, no, no, I'm kidding. Um, I, I would see a woman if um, if uh, no, but no, there's no need to. No, it's there's good. I, you know, there's good, good men, good women. Good therapists of both gender. I think there are, and depending on the degree to which you can't, you you have your gender specific. Maybe you should see the opposite. But I didn't have a major issue, and I met this guy through my brother, and I thought, this is a good guy to see. How long have you been seeing him? Uh, I saw a, a different one before him in uh, L.A. for uh, a better part of a year, and this guy I've been seeing for the last four months since I moved back to New York. Do you ever... Uh, the answer is no, Todd. I'm a heterosexual. When you have your therapist, do you ever run yeah. out of things to talk about? Or does, does he pick up the slack? You know, I wish I could yank all that shit off the internet and put off stuff that I thought I felt okay about, but you can't. You can yank the stuff off your own website, but not the internet. It's all on the internet. Somebody, right. if somebody does well, the you thing, are drawing more attention to it by linking to it. Yes, and I should address that. Some of the stuff I'm not ashamed of. <laughs> Perhaps I should go and identify the thing. I can't stand marketing. I can't. I, there's something about like getting into the website stuff. I have a web guy that does, like I got to get on this. That, that's my own, you know, internal some psychological obstacle. You know, you just don't like the promotional part. I hate watching my fucking self. Oh, I hate. I, I awful. I find that I don't even. I want to less and less. I want to do TV sets because they put them on YouTube. That's a big reason I don't want to do them. As oh, that's big. interesting. Because you, now you're like you. You do it, then you know yeah. it's on TV. Maybe you watch it once and then maybe you yeah. watch it again. And that's it. But now yeah. it's like, oh, now I got to go look at the YouTube <laughs> yeah, shitheads. Yeah. And, and right. sometimes TV sets don't go. It's not like seeing you in a club. It's absolutely. Well, the or environment is so inorganic, right? I mean, you got 20 minutes on stage in a club and you can talk like a real person about the things you want on, to talk about. You're going on after. There is already a rhythm of stand-up comedy that there. There's not only a rhythm. There's like, at least when doing the tonight show and so like they're laughing at those canned kinds of jokes right so if and they're clapping because the punchline's been indicated so if you get up and start doing material that's sort of that there's some subtlety involved uh -huh. it becomes this new learning curve for the audience of that rhythm and you only got four and a half minutes to right. both you know anyway whatever the applause thing i feel like that used to that's pretty big on Letterman, but I think it it was really big on Leno's show, wasn't it? Yeah, there was a lot of applause. Like, yeah, Leno's a little bit less, you know. So, I mean, uh, Letterman's a little bit less punchy, I guess, in, in terms of the style in general. I'm making sure that it's okay. Oh, I'm not looking anymore. I think you just glanced. I know, but okay. Animal compulsive. <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah. Do you? And you did the hour special for Comedy Central. I when did, did a half that? hour. I did an hour. I have another hour ready to go, and I did, you know, something for Showtime. Um, not an hour. Um, I did that a few, uh, several years ago. Who's the new, who's doing um, special? Uh, well, we're, we're going to try to figure out the deal. I mean, I've been on the road now and I'm working out the sort of, I have the new hour, uh -huh. but it still, you know, it still needs shaping, you know? Uh, yeah. And so you don't want to wait too long, but at the same time, like 
you don't want it to not be, you don't want to watch it three years from now and go if I gave it another four months yeah. of writing no, on I've, it I've you know that. and tightening it I've had that where you do something and then like totally yeah three weeks later you're doing the joke and you just come up with oh my god it's yes this joke is 80% better yes not only 80% better or there were tags that made it 50% longer <laughs> and 80% better it's right. like ah you know yeah, it's, so, it's yeah. hard to, because uh, you get excited, you're like, when you get close to having like an hour, you're like, all right, let, let's just book this. Yes. But, I, you know, even when And I, you want the exposure, too, and you want to do whatever that means. Although, the existential questions that come about after that, you know, like, it's funny, like, I got to a place where, you know, I bought my place in the village a long time ago, and, like, the money, I don't really need money in a way that it's a major incentive to do things, so uh -huh. I'm trying to figure out... Um, you, you want to do good, st good stuff, you know, and, and I feel like I've learned some shit about myself and about comedy that will allow me uh, to do that. You know, I've, I've busted through some walls that, um, and I think what I'm trying to say is that perhaps it needs more time to incubate and that even if I had a buyer right now. You know, I don't know what we want to, that we want to push that tape. You know, it's like an audition. Like you can get up to watch the tape once, twice. You know. Yeah, you don't want to be like doing an hour and you're like, I have a good forty-five. Yeah, and, and you I don't can and make you, that. I could totally. sort of get that other stuff out, but it's like, yes. why not make it? As you want it? Yeah, you just want to show them. It's it's got to be banging. That's yeah. why I re release new special every nine years. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Although I, I I would argue that no one in the world has ever released a good one every year. I think or it's, even I every think it's two years. hard to do that. No, no. I, I, when you're, I would argue, I think that it's probably impossible given having watched, I mean, who in history has done it? Carlin had the most, right? And yeah. and that was, and, and brilliant, take nothing away from Carlin, but uh, that was um, not traditional stand-up either, right? I mean, it was initially, it was real dense material, and then there was a lot of uh, sort of monologue quality to what's right. going on. But he worked, he worked hard, man. That's all he did, right? Like, you'd see stuff and it's just like... Yeah, amazing. You know, no, he's amazing. remember all that. Yeah. And even if he he's an example of someone who did it, it doesn't mean that it's likely that the that the most comedians, regardless of how talented they are, I can also pull that think, off. Yeah. I also think that different, you know, some bands put the out best 10 comedians. albums in 20 years and some people put out four albums yeah, in 20 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. I think And I'm a, one of those who puts four Listen, albums. nobody's knocking Leonard Cohen, um, you know, for having... You know what? For whatever creative juice he has, it's weird because Leonard uh, Cohen, having not been made prolific, back for money reasons, and then ends up doing yeah. three-hour concerts. It's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, he suddenly, he's like, "Oh my god!" I read his biography. Yeah, he actually went off and lived. He became a Zen Buddhist monk, like a legit monk. Now he, I was just reading an interview. Like he lived yeah. in L.A., like in you know the Mid Wilshire area. Like, he's lived on and off in L.A. for a like long. Chicken or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's ironic, but but monks go to cook root chicken. I know. I saw Pat Boone at one. Pat Boone. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At a Kukuru. Yeah, I just lost everyone under 50. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Under 50 is yeah. now shutting this off. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Henry Kissinger at a uh, Jack of the Box. I'm kidding. Really? I'm trying to uh, go somewhere with the reference. There was that good story once years ago where Nixon stopped into a Burger King in New Jersey. Oh, Nixon did? <laughs> He's just like. It's pretty funny. Yeah. He just pulled into Burger King with a. Uh, yeah. But uh, that'd be a good time to go to Burger King. <laughs> yeah, this would be a good time. You know, listen, like you're not gonna everybody's got to eat. Next to me a burger. Yeah. Nixon. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. What's it all about? What's what? the end game, Todd? So, what do you, so you think your new special is going to be a, a departure? 
I hate to sound like a cheesy interview. I think, I think to a degree, I don't, I, you know, I think, <coughs> I think, um, yeah, I don't, I haven't been in terms of potential. I mean, some people hit a stride early and then, you know, and then it, it doesn't necessarily grow and sometimes it does. And some people aren't trying, aren't able to break through their own psychology and some people get wrapped up in drugs as a way to numb whatever. And no, I've, I've been working on myself and, and, and feeling the sort of fucking pain and dealing with the relationship shit and really wondering what I did wrong and how I could be better and how much of it is me and how much of it is, you know, some defense against a, a, a heightened vulnerability by way of a challenging childhood. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know, all that shit. Oh my god! And I think yes, I think. But the answer is yeah. I think uh, yeah. I can. I can. I can. Uh, I think it could be really good and thoughtful in a way that I don't know that people have always you know associated this the shit I'm doing. I feel like a lot of you know. It's, I don't feel like I see a lot of comedians reinvent themselves the way like Carlin. You know, Carlin used to be the clean cut guy. With so the prior. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Total reinvention. So Lenny Bruce. Oh yeah. Didn't Lenny Bruce? I don't know if he did impressions, but he was like a. Oh yeah, he was just trying to get a laugh. Yeah. He was trying to survive in there, you know. And I don't see a lot of people doing that. Yeah. And I feel like I was too trying to survive early on, and I also grew up in an environment where I feel like um, I don't know. I was like, it, it was this whole. My my father was an uneducated Jewish business guy from the Bronx. You know, I don't think he made it out of the eighth grade. And my mother was this hippie intellectual Columbia wasp that ended up becoming an analyst. Uh, and then I was in India on a commune. And my mother was wrapped up in a cult you kind of commune. Yeah, we were in India for a little bit. She was looking for a third eye. We were in Sai Baba's village. But then I had to. But the problem wasn't that. It was growing up in a junkyard in Jersey. I mean, hardcore working class. I didn't even have a friend that had parents that were educated or whatever. And then. Um, but my best friend was a Puerto Rican kid. So I'd been hanging out in Harlem from the time I was 13 and lived in the hood here when, from the time I was 17. And so my experience of the world was one of both kind of, there was a kind of heightened intellectual. Then there was this, a hustler, you know, my father was a hustler. And then, uh, there was this spiritual element, uh, but also, you know, the hood. And so it was trying to put the pieces together in a way. You know, I, I think could ultimately manifest itself in something very interesting, but it can also uh, fuck you up in that you're, you know, you got to identify your experience of the world, you know, in order to communicate it. And I think there was, there was a lot of bravado, you know, yeah. wrapped up a lot of like, hey, I'm going to fuck girl. Like, and you got to drop that shit to a degree if you want to really communicate honestly. And I think that that's, that's. I've all I've killed for a long time in in clubs, but that's not indicative of whether or not you're I'm doing good stuff necessarily. That that's gonna be the, <laughs> That'll be the opener. It's like, it's like, I get killed in clubs, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and that's all. It's all. None of the other thoughtful he shit. He left right after that. <laughs> I, don't know, just, I don't know why. Did he, he just want to say I have one thing I want to say. <laughs> yeah, Imagine like, I'll do your podcast. <laughs> I've killed and have a good day. Um, that would be funny if I just. That would be hilarious. If that were isolated like that. <laughs> yeah. Everybody that does your podcast comes up look like a complete scumbag. Action, man, I got to do whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but that's all. That's also. I, I, it's not the idea of a, a killing. Of course, is like the idea of um, anything else. It can be good or it can be awful for a, a development or for a person or for whatever yeah, it is. There is. There's that time that I. You know. There's times I get this where you're on stage. You're like, you're doing you're in the middle of joke. Why is? Why am I doing this joke? Is this funny? Like I don't even totally. know. If I think this is funny, or I know it's going to work. Yeah. 
Well, but that's okay. It's if you think it's not funny and you keep doing it because it gets a laugh, that's the problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You but know, I mean, that's I'm like talking about thing. where you're on the fence. We're like, oh, oh yeah, sure. I'm like, is this funny? This. Right. And then I, I think I feel like if the, if the joke's really personal and um, then you do it more times to find out if it can be funny. Whereas if it's not and you're still on the fence, you're like, fuck it. Jettison. But how personal do you? I mean, because if you get too. No, there's no such thing as too personal. Really? I don't think so. I would just think like if you went to a really dark place in your past and like, do I want to do this five shows a night or five shows a week? Yeah. Going back here sure. every night. I'm writing a memoir now. I made a Are deal for a book. Yeah. 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 Um, See, I think, yeah, you probably have a great memoir. Uh, I think it could be good, but it's, uh, you know, you got to, I wrote it. Now I'm working on the second draft of the manuscript, but it's... um. Challenging shit, man. You're trying to go back. I was thinking about the dark place you were talking about and whether or not you could use that. I think you just have to, whatever you're doing on stage, no matter how personal it is, you know, you're like, if it's turned into a joke, then perhaps that can alleviate some of the darkness as right. opposed to sink you deeper into whatever. And it is. It would or maybe be. not. I don't know. It is pretty. It's when you see someone do something like that, it's pretty interesting. There's, well, a, there's a lot of light comedy, including the stuff I do. No, but I I, th I think anything that is is very you know sort of it's not the thing. Like if I watch a documentary or a, a film on something that you would have no interest in that oh, world that. necessarily, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I remember seeing something about the Queen of England. Like I don't give a fuck about the royal family in in, in England. Um, it was excellent because it was told well told. It was personal, and whoever was telling the story gave a fuck about it, and that has value. Yeah, and I'm taking down my website. I, I can't stand that 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 these videos are out there. And why don't you just tell uh, uh, your web guy to kill the video? Page? I can do that. That might be a, a, a that could be a starter. You want your tour dates on there and stuff? Yeah, I no no. I just can kill some of the yeah, video say, parts. Yeah, just kill the, Just delete them. Do you not have any control yeah. over it? Or do you have to tell this person? I can do that. I can email and tell them what to delete. I should really be more involved in that stuff. I always think about it like it's meaningless. I'm like, and then you find out that people actually go there, and you're like, oh Christ. I don't know about like clips because I wonder if uh, I guess that is how you know it can definitely help you. But well, you I, I think you can splice together some shit that's that's decent, you know, yeah. and then you know, and then jettison a lot of stuff. I think I need to sit down with somebody, edit the clips. Yeah, you have a lot you know? of clips. Ugh. You could probably trim it down to like yeah. The one I just you're, did. Most, you're happiest about totally, absolutely. You know, uh, I don't fucking know. Why is it Dove Live and not Dove Davidoff? I have no idea. <laughs> you don't know that? No, I had a web guy a long time ago. It was a domain name. I don't know where it came from, who bought it. I'm not a, you know, I got to get more you're on top a, of you're this. You're just a grassroots artist. <laughs> exactly. I think of myself as a folk musician, I'm but funnier. I'm a folk funnier. musician who's had a book deal, a TV deal. And <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right, yeah. I'm just a yeah. regular. Yeah, I'm a folk musician. But the... um. Yeah, no, I need to take more responsibility for that. I don't know what what's the psychological block, Ben. I mean, although it's also not fair that we get into this business because the rest of the world didn't work for us on some level. Otherwise, we would have done something else. And then suddenly you're supposed to be a marketer. Right. And so. Well, it's, I mean, you don't want to be, which we've all met the person who all you think about is like, oh, they're a marketer. Oh God! Like the guys, oh, totally. Some of these people, some of the people who like oh, produce, totally. are always producing shows. Oh yeah! And you're like, 
but they're a comic themselves and yeah no no there's there are careers built on the ability to on the net you know it's it's not necessarily the strength of whoever the performer is but um we all know these the, the um yeah i don't know i'd like to be more on top of that shit and no, i think I mean, it's I, good. there's I nothing to. wrong with i mean everyone there's nothing wrong with marketing yeah if marketing is one and then the comedy is two, there's something sort of reversed about that. I mean, you, you always know? hear you hear about people saying like, "Oh, he's not into press or marketing." Yeah, but he does have an email list and like, right? Like you're not like, I, no, no, don't of course, no. I think there's a healthy kind of whatever, you know. It's not your. It's, not it's a, right. It's not like you know. I'm not. I don't get on fucking Twitter much. I should do it more. I should, you, should. you know. How many followers do you? Have? Oh, not many. I don't. I don't tweet all. I'm probably thirty-five thousand. Yeah. Oof. It's tough. It's tough out there. Oh, you but are. I haven't felt like. But my numbers on the road, I'm sure, are as good as the average person with two hundred thousand followers. I don't really know what the correlate is. I know I can't. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I've I've done the road after a lot of guys that are pretty heavy on Twitter, and their their ticket sales weren't much better than mine. I, I know what they're doing. A lot of it is. Um... And I don't think it's as effective as it was anymore. I don't think people are watching those timelines. I think I, I like MySpace. And then Facebook that followed it. Who, who's going to shows based on what they saw on Facebook anymore? I think you can. I mean, it's a good way to like if there's someone in Cleveland who right. doesn't know you're going to be there, and you go, "Hey, I'm going to be in Cleveland." I totally agree. Great, I totally agree. What I'm saying is, I think the 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 effect of that marketing is diminishing uh -huh. by way of the number of people on it. Yeah. I mean, it's like if you're the if you were look at what happened to MySpace. Dane was huge off MySpace and then nobody sold a single ticket based on what was going on on MySpace. I'm saying all of these things jumped the shark at a certain point. I don't know at what point Twitter is and I should do more. God, I hope it yes. never jumps the shark. It's all I got. <laughs> do you like you know being on I mean. the road? I don't hate it as long as I get to go home at least. <laughs> you know, I think you're allowed to go home in most. <laughs> I mean, it all depends on how how much time you're spending out there, right? What's like the longest stretch you've done? You know, four or five weeks in a row. Oh, you have? Were yeah. you not home for four or five weeks? No, I come on Monday, Tuesday, or or yeah. you know, whatever the three or four days I'm home. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, five weeks in a, in a row is not good. That's kind of a lot. Sometimes though, you can feel like you hit a little <laughs> stride where you're like, all right, I got I got the set. Working. Yeah, but so what? I, I don't have these psycho psychological underpinnings working, you know, to stay out there on the road. It's like you can hit a stride in terms of the set, but then I'm sitting in a fucking hotel at noon staring at another, staring at somebody I can't relate to in a, in a whatever hotel, whether it's nice or not nice. There's something about the human animal that, that wants to be grounded. That's why we set up communities and things. It's like... Yeah. It's, we're not meant to cruise. And when we did cruise like hunters and gatherers, we cruised with the people we were connected to. So the community cruised together. You weren't just walking around alone eating chicken in, in Des Moines. Or, you know, I don't mean to disparage the good people of Des Moines. Or people, I take that or people who eat chicken. <laughs> you really hit, you hit two targets. Or the chickens themselves. You hit two targets on that one. <laughs> I did hurt a lot of people. <laughs> I cut a wide swath a with double, that. A double apology. You yeah, we're going to have to. I'm going to. Uh, so what do you. So on the road, let's say yeah. you're going to Seattle, I noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a good gig. Yeah. What's it? Parlor Live? Sort of it, outside. It's the down. No, no, no. This like, is the downtown one there. Yeah. Oh. And so it's a. And that's a. That's a good club. And I it's a good gig. Is that new? No. Yeah. I never heard of that. Yep. I know. I've never been there. So I've done the Parlor Live several times. No, I've been to Seattle. Okay. Um, but you've never been to this club? Never been to the club. It's a new club. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Yeah. Um, they make you do a bunch of radio shit? Um, I don't remember a lot of radio there. I just did Kansas City. There was a ton of radio. 
Was that the Improv or Stanford and Sons? Oh, the Sons. Really? I've never done that place. That's oh, one of God. those legendary places. Yeah, because of the guy fucking Glazer. Such an animal. Really? The owner is crazy. Is it the same owner they've had for Yes. Well, I've never been there, so I can't comment. Yeah, no, no. He's a legit character uh, yeah. in both the, well, mostly. Can I people still smoke at that club? That was like one of the last clubs I heard about people smoking. Right. I know what you mean. No. I, although I don't know that I, I don't know that that's a Kansas City thing. You know, it wouldn't shock me if you could still smoke in designated indoor parts of Kansas City. So when you're on the road, yeah. let's say you're in Kansas City for four nights. Do you go, all right, I'm going to look up barbecue places? And yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's something I've learned. You know, if you spent enough time on the road and you're not doing that, then you're probably in a terrible depression. <laughs> I think it's, yeah, you I know? always think it's, I mean, I you have if to. you don't want to run around all day, but it's like, what's the point of traveling? I rent a car. Yeah. Sometimes, depending on where they're putting me up, I'll say, just give me a hotel buyout. I'll stay in my own place. Yeah, stay downtown. I'll whatever, determine where I'm going to stay at. I'll rent a car where I can walk around. I'll stand a fucking on the side of a gas station on a highway I do somewhere. Love that you know? When there's like, well, yeah. there's this hotel we could have spent eighty dollars a night in that's right next to the club. Downtown. <laughs> there's good restaurants on, but we found this place by the highway. <laughs> I know. It's, uh, it's, it's fifty-eight dollars yeah. a night. Yeah, we pay uh, three hundred dollars a year. We get a room for the whole year. It's three hundred bucks. <laughs> and I mean, there's a, there's an Applebee's. You have to. I know. Is there any food around there? There's a ninety mile an hour highway that you have to walk across. <laughs> <laughs> but you get it's to so go to true. Applebee's yeah. and it's it's like twenty minute walk. Yeah, it's very there. true. Yeah, don't get me started. Don't get me started. So you'll so you'll go on you'll like Yelp like where should I eat or something? I will. Yes, I'll go online. Yeah, and be like whatever spot you know whatever and 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 um because you should experience things. That's what you I know. Think. It's enriching and it makes things more enjoyable and also the journey informs us as people. And so if we have to be out there anyway, why not learn from it and grow from it and think about I agree shit? With you. you know? I trying agree to stay positive you. thought. You are. Remember when we uh we got into a huge argument in, at the cellar a few months ago, maybe? <laughs> oh yeah. It's about bank robbers. Yeah, should, well should I we re talk about and that? I still reject uh your opinion of, of the idea that <laughs> you're not were, great people. I'm no, 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 no. They may be per, they may be awful. I, I take them on a case by case basis. I'm not going to paint every bank robber with the same they're brush. All, they're not all great people. <laughs> no, precisely. No, but they're also not all bad. Um, I think where we differed was that I can't help but applaud the nonviolent bank robber, and you seem to have another perspective. You were upholding John Q. Law. And I was well, saying, what 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 is a nonviolent bank robber? You know, it's Just a guy a note, who, <laughs> a note in like your hand under your shirt, like pretending you have a gun. Nonviolent means a guy who is not shooting people. A guy who's able to do that and pull that stuff off without killing people. What about someone who says they're going to be violent, right, and then causes a heart attack for? Right, right. Or says they're going to be nonviolent and still cause a heart attack. Um, a little felony murder, I think they call that. Uh, yeah, it might be, technically. We all take our chances walk into a bank, Todd. It doesn't mean I can't apply. I can't root for the fucking guy sorry, who's got the balls I to totally go into did. a bank with a prayer, to go into a bank with a gun and say, I want this shit that you got. Bank robbers get caught all the time, right? They do. I they think do. that's a high percentage. I think I car think thieves so. get away with it a lot and bank robbers don't get away with it. Well, but that would make sense. I mean, the cost-benefit analysis, I mean, it, yeah. you, you're getting a lot more from a bank than a $500 trade-in at a chop shop with a it, car. It's it like, is. If you're going to rob half a million dollars, the stakes of getting caught are going to be higher. It's pretty amazing that someone would walk into a bank. I'm just impressed. I, I mean, I'm not impressed, impressed, but I- You are I, impressed. I'm impressed in the way I'm impressed with something that- No. Is not impressive in the nonsense. way we think of impressive. 
disagree. Wow, that, I don't even that's think that's true. Tonight. It was very paradoxical, I but I don't think, think it's true. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever recreate what it was. That was amazing what I just said. No, I think you're impressed by it. It's more impressive than the average crime. What are you, what are you going to be? It's not, it's not, uh, it's not like, you know, taking an old lady's purse. You know, it does take a degree of courage. But what if she has money in that bank and you're stealing it? She gets it back. It's federally insured. Yeah. Yeah. Up to you like know. 250K, right? Yeah. What if she has 250 <laughs> And that's it? <laughs> you know. You're like, hey, she all right, so you lose out on three. You know, yeah, no. Um, no, no, I'm not saying it's good. I'm not promoting it. I'm merely saying I can't help but root for that guy often. Uh, it's not, it's not up. It's, what did Kant say? When, you're like trying to determine, <laughs> Emmanuel Kant, you're trying to determine the right way to make a decision, the right way to yeah. develop a perspective. What did Kant say about bank robbery? No, it's not about bank robbery. Yeah. It was Kant and, and there was two, uh, it was utilitarianism, which is the greatest amount of good for the greatest number of people. Mm. And then Kant was the um, categorical imperative. Everything you do would then become a, a willed like a universal maxim or something, meaning everything you do then becomes what everyone does. And do you want to live in that world? And in by that barometer, I do not want to live in a world where everyone's robbing banks. And yet, parad- yet um, ironically, I, I root for them. I don't believe in killing animals, but I wear leather shoes. So it's sort of like, I mean, I've seen like a con man, you know, I see something on TV. About I, oh, con men are bad. Like, oh, I do not like a con man. I don't man. like no. him, but you're kind of like. No, oh, you were just kind of rooting for him. <laughs> <It's> and, <kinda laughs> like, no, you kind of go, well, that's at least, that's pretty ingenious thing that I would I can appreciate that. Uh, I do not like, uh, you know, you don't, that confidence game shit where you ingratiate yourself with someone and then fuck them over is, do you is watch terrible. American that's Greed? just bad. You ever watch that show American Greed? Yeah. What am I, a communist? Of course I watch that's American Greed. That's no, that's some interesting stuff. Yeah, Ponzi. Yeah, I like crime stuff, real crime. Uh, my favorite one is the first forty-eight hours following those detectives. You know what? I don't like the Warriors. You're, you're like out of your mind. It's you're just out little, of your goddamn like reenact- mind. Reenactments. No, 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 no. The first forty hours, though, no reenactments. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of. Something. I do not watch reenactments. The first forty-eight hours is where they follow the detectives right, that's in, the around most, Kansas City or around New Orleans. To catch someone is in the first forty-eight hours. Yeah, that's why it's called yeah. that. It's not about I'm that. I'm just letting everyone know how smart I am. Damn, I don't think that's really an indicator of intelligence. You are a smart guy, but <laughs> I mean, I whether or not you know about a television show on A and E is an determination of genius. Yeah, fair enough. Neither is that painting, by the way, that you got sitting behind me. What if I um, did that painting? I don't care if you did it or not. I'm Are not you crazy wanna... about the painting. It doesn't well, mean why, I don't like why, you as a person. I mean, I'm not bothered by it, but in certain contexts, that yeah. type of thing you just did would bother me. <laughs> and uh, I don't know why it's not, but maybe because I don't, I don't know. Maybe you're. I, I'm, I'm just saying it's not my kind of painting. I find you very funny. I'm sure you didn't like some of what I did on those clips, but if you saw what I'm doing, I think you would develop. I think there I is. Say, after I Louis talk... C.K. saw me the other day at the club and came up and said, it's really funny stuff. Um. Which he doesn't bullshit, so it's like, mm, yeah, he does. No, he doesn't. No, no, he doesn't. No, 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 no. I was gonna I, make I, this I, great joke that I, I saw. I watched your ta- your videos and yeah. painted that <laughs> based, based, on, uh, based on your. Yeah, exactly. He said very funny. Did you? No, I said exactly. No, no, no. To when Louis, I was going back to Louis. Now. Oh uh, well, you got to let me know I, that. I'm a rapid fire man. No, 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 no. Stay on. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Let me talk for a little bit. The time. I, I just, I think that when people, I think people's presumption of what. It's like when you see somebody uh, sing a song that you're not crazy about and the lyrics were kind of shallow. They have a kind of talent. And then they started really getting dealing with their own psychological shit. And then they wrote something really good. And then you hear it and you're like, yeah, you know, I think it's kind of like that. I think I really had some real development to do psychologically, you know. Well, I'm glad I got you in the podcast after you, you nailed all that. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Two parter before and after. Yeah, we could have done that. Here's we could have done that. Of David Off Part One. Yeah, we'll do a part two. Pre psychological development. <laughs> That's right. the all better episode. No, no, I'm not all better. But I think, but I think it's an interesting conversation to have. I think a lot of people don't. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe aren't thinking about it. And I think it also lends itself towards the kind of discussion that feels engaging as opposed to just going, Hey, do you know the place on the road? And you're like, yeah, no, they make a fillet. They make a nice chicken. Who gives a fuck? Actually, that I example care. I would care about. <laughs> that example I would care about there. That would improve my life immediately. If he said there's an, hey, Todd, yeah, no, there's a great chicken place. I know. But overall, the conversation and people listening, I think of the listener, Todd. Yeah. You think of yourself. Do you, do you talk to fans after the show? Once in a while, but it's a dangerous game. It it's is. a slippery slope. It's a, uh, it's a uh, yeah, double-edged sword. But yeah, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. Well, and and I, I mean, you seem to not be into. I've never had an addictive personality, but I can certainly get into like, uh, um, you know, you hang around and you start drinking, and then. Because it's, I'm lonely, you know, I'm lonely in life. So when I go on the road, it just intensifies it. And I've talked to, you know, it's like you're alone all day, right? And then your peak energy levels are at fucking night. Yeah. And where do you go to after that? You go to a bookstore at midnight in Kansas City? You can barely find a bookstore during the day in Kansas City. Uh, that's that's a very elitist. <laughs> that's very elitist. Kansas City is very I can cool. say that, though, because I'm a guy that can't be elitist. <laughs> really? I'm a tattoo guy from a junkyard. Like, like I, I can be elitist. I, I'm bright, but I can't be elitist in the sense that I, you know, I'm from Greenwich, Connecticut, and I grew up with the Kennedys. There's Not that they grew up in Greenwich, Connecticut. There's a. I guarantee you, there's at least three really good bookstores in Kansas. <laughs> exactly. That's a lot. Uh, I agree. I think you're right, but they're not open at midnight. No, that's which true. was which was I think part of the premise for the idea. Yeah. But you can't, right? So, so I used to do a lot of banging. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of like just, uh, you know, a lot of sex and just, you know, anything to deaden the, the, the pain to keep me from experiencing my own silence, you know? So you have a couple of drinks and then, and also it just lends itself towards a more sedentary kind of experience. Like I'm not, I, I like to stay, I don't want to numb it all out, man. I want to feel it and deal with it. <laughs> but yeah, I do. Do you still drink a little bit? You drink a little bit, right? I'm not afraid of a drink. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is I don't want to go out with everybody drinking every night on the road. Oh, yeah. well, you know, also, could we have a glass of wine over a meal? Yeah, of course we can. We're gentlemen. There's very few people. <laughs> yeah, that's always a, I mean, there's always that. Hey, can I buy a drink? Yeah, and sure. Some people are really like not pushy about it than others you feel like. Totally pushy. Like, I, I, so I can either accept your, your fucking shot or fight you. I've got, it's one <laughs> yeah, or the other. It's like, it's like, can I just not yeah. want the yeah. flaming yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, exactly. I just don't yeah. want that. And yeah, I don't want alcohol at all. Hi. Can't we say hi to each other? And <laughs> exactly. And I say thank you something. and you say good and we fist yeah. bump and move on with our lives as opposed to accepting the cup of sugar you're trying to give me. Now, I'm going to bring up some of this kind of I'm going to I'm going to ambush <laughs> yeah, right. you this, but I, There's no ambush. Do you remember being in, in a taxi? You were in a taxi with me once and I put my seatbelt on and you. You, you it was like you had, you had never seen any. You were like I've never stunned. seen anything like that. I've never experienced somebody using a seatbelt in the back of a taxi. Kept but, like a, but like you a, should. You know, I'm you kidding, should. and I'm kidding about the, the the fag thing too. I love nothing more than a good game, man. The um, the seatbelt thing. Uh, yeah, I know you should. I know. Well, but and you're right. But you seem like you. I think you're right about a lot of things. I, I think. I, but I remember it. And I was like, God, 
I, I, also, I think my experience I, of the world was probably very different than yeah, yours, but it doesn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this has been eating away I've at you for years. Huh? I think it was oh, yeah. 19 years ago. You did yeah. This. Yeah, I think. Um, That's why you wear your seatbelt, is what I'm saying. No, no, no. I think you're right. I think I should wear a seatbelt. Yeah, I think, uh, I think I've often been at odds. Yeah, I've, I don't know. Yeah, it's always been, I think, representative of a style that's been kind of a risky, like I've been a, you know, that kind of person. The no seat. In, in, in life, there are two kinds of people. The people that wear their seatbelt in the backseat and the people that don't. Right. Uh, I don't know if that's true at all. Two types of people. People who yeah. want to get their face smoked <laughs> exactly. to a credit card reader. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then people that make fun of people that right. don't want to have their face smashed. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Wow. I, 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 I hit you hard with that. No, you, you're really blindsided. That was, uh, was the word I was looking for. Blind. Blindsided, that yeah. That's the word. That I wish that's the knockout shot, and the oh, fight is the shot you don't that see. That was a fucking... Yeah, no. <laughs> that is really... Anything you uh, want to touch on? Yeah, before we say goodbye. Um, Time has flown. This has been a good one. Yeah. Recorded. Yeah, no, no, I did too. Yeah, we just had a great conversation. Well, either way, I'll come back and we'll do it again. Plenty of stuff to talk about. We just scratched the the surface. Um wanna plug some dates or something? Uh yeah, I'll be in uh I'll be in Seattle, six, seven, eight and um, of November. Of November, I'm sorry, yeah. You see you I've already failed at my marketing attempt. I'm gonna go in the day before because yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. mind Seattle and I'm trying to get some writing done and I don't mind being alone take for that a clip late, later flight on the I'm going to take a non-stop later as opposed to connecting through LA yeah and uh yeah later flight non-stop and I'll spend nice an hotel, extra day kind of hotel yeah like Grand Hyatt or some shit oh, Grand Hyatt I've stayed at the Grand Hyatt mm -hmm. yeah yeah man yeah, it's nice there yeah it's a nice spot um what else you got you had something in Baltimore right um yeah yeah Baltimore but I don't know when it is alright people can you know. go to Dove Live. yeah follow me on Twitter I can't wait you have a you have a verified account right uh, I don't think it's verified. No, Seriously? no, but it's the only you can gonna, see from the things that are written that it's I'm gonna, me. I'm going to unfollow you. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You followed me on my account. I saw it. I so did. Yeah, I'm verified by you. That's a courtesy I extend to everyone who's our guest on my show. So no, no. At least I can do is follow you on Twitter. I think that's going to. Especially since you've been following me. It can only help. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing this. Uh, Was it pretty good? See, I think you're used to some people saying thank you, too, just because they heard you say there, thank you. I'm used to polite people. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, thank you. Yeah. No, it was fun. I enjoyed it. All right. All right. Yeah, totally. It was good. Well, uh, I'll see you at the Comedy Cellar. Yeah, I'll see you at the Cellar. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you uh, next thank week. Thank you, everyone. Thank you very much. Bye. Feral Audio. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.